This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. On Wednesday, August 24th at 7.30 p.m., WDAV continues its second season of noteworthy virtual concerts presented in partnership with the Fair Play Music Equity Initiative. The series brings together gifted black and brown artists from the Charlotte music scene with classical musicians for some genre blending and community building. This time, we're teaming R&B singer-songwriter Nia Jay with flutist Jill O'Neill and violist Ben Geller. The trio joins me now via Zoom. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. Nia, R&B is a category of music that's really as broad and varied as classical music in terms of its range of sounds and artists. So who are some of the musicians from R&B or otherwise who've had an influence on your music? I would say Janae Aiko comes to mind. Um, I really like her harmonies and um, the really melodic tunes that she is able to achieve and just that it's really peaceful. I like for my music to be tranquil and, um, you know, have that peaceful state with it. And then I really like Daniel Caesar as well. Um, same thing as far as harmonies. I really like the way that he writes. Um, both completely different artists, but those are two that come to mind when I think of R&B artists that inspire me. And if I were asking you to sort of describe what R&B means to you, how, how would you uh, talk about that? I don't know. It's kind of limitless right now. Um, there's no sound that is unique to it at the moment. You know, everyone's taking their own direction with it. Um, I think it gets back to the lyrics. Um, the lyrics are really soulful. I think the message is usually pretty powerful. And um, I like the contemporary stance that a lot of artists are taking where, you know, we're kind of fusing different genres into it. Jill, um, you are a flute professor at Winthrop University and you teach music appreciation. But in addition, your resume also includes the Charlotte School of Rock and courses in the history of rock and roll. How did you come by this eclectic streak? Actually, it doesn't seem eclectic to me. I don't know why it does to everybody else. Um, uh -huh. You know, I grew up listening to heavy metal and punk and, you know, being a kid in the 80s. And yes, I play a very kind of um, solitude, shall I say, girly instrument, even though most of my teachers were men when I was a kid. It is seen as, you know, kind of that frilly, fluffy, pretty, very vocal instrument, you know, but that actually is very unlike me as a, as a human and as a musician. When I have to play flute, I really have to bring myself into like Nia's way of thinking. I really have to calm myself down and try to like contain it um, because that's not the kind of music I really listen to. And the two bands that I play with, um, it's not pretty flute music. It's kind of heavy, loud, grinding, you know, and that's just the kind of person I am. So when I'm playing drums, I actually sometimes feel more like myself, but you know, the flute is my life. I, I started playing piccolo when I was six. So, of course, you know, everybody insisted that I gravitate towards the flute as well. So I play both an alto flute, bass flute. But that's just one very small part of me, you know. But I think as a teacher, that's what I bring to the table because I make sure that all my students can do everything. I always say the more you do, the more marketable you are. So don't just do, don't pigeonhole yourself, you know. Great point. Ben, most of WDAV's listeners are used to seeing you in evening wear at concerts by the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra. What is the appeal for you personally about stepping outside your usual circle and collaborating with Nia Jay on this project? 
Well, it's uh, that pigeonholing that uh, Jill was talking about. That's kind of like more of my life. Um, I think, uh, you know, when I was younger and stuff, I had, um, you know, broader interest and, and, um, and as, I don't know, I got older, I wanted to focus more and more and eventually, you know, orchestral viola kind of took over my life. Um, I, not to say I don't love it and, but I, yeah, I, I miss doing more out of the box stuff and playing in orchestra does get you, you know, some decent amount of variety. I mean, we play all kinds of, all kinds of classical music and, 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 and modern stuff, but being a directly contributing like partner to a project like this was, yeah, I mean, I, I love that. And he has got such a unique voice and a beautiful voice and uh, great songwriting. And I mean, and then working with like another, uh, you know, colleague in Jill, who's like, have brings this whole varied background. I mean, this is, this was so much fun. I wish we could do this all of the time, always. Hear that, Nia? <laughs> hint. Stand by it. Stand by it. Taking the hint. <laughs> That's really great to see the obvious bond that's formed between the three of you. Nia, I'm interested in your creative process for writing songs. Are you thinking about the audience and their expectations of you, or are you perhaps more driven by your own experiences and emotions? How does it work for you? I think anytime I try to start with the audience, it just doesn't work. Um, so usually it's best if I um, like think about how I'm feeling and experiences that I'd like to share. And usually I get lucky and those experiences can be related to by others and people who are listening. Um, so I just try to be authentic and, you know, why I'm writing and taking from my experiences and then just hoping that people will connect. Jill, I have another question for you. And given that you demonstrated you're not uh, the stereotypical flutist that some people might have in mind, how did you go about working with Nia? How, what form did the collaboration take? Uh, you know what? It was really easy. Uh, you know, she had sent um, Ben and I her music quite some time before we got together. And Ben and I just kind of have the had immediately, I mean, we've known each other, played with each other for a long time, but we just kind of had a sense of what each song needed from us. So that's why I ended up just grabbing a whole bunch of different instruments before I left, because we had no idea what was going to come of rehearsals. It was, it was a neat kind of hodgepodge of listen to a tune, grab a different instrument, try something, you know, and, and substitute one instrument for another until we just kind of found it. Um, I don't think that's a secret. I think that's the way most people write music. So it was kind of fun for us to have that, that beautiful base of stuff that she had already written. It made our jobs really easy, don't you think, Ben? I mean, I didn't feel, it really wasn't taxing for us, you know. We, um, we did have to decide a few times, and, and Nia was really prominent in the conversations about how much of the music do we keep and then add us onto versus trying to have us recreate that. It wasn't an easy task when I think Ben and I felt like, oh, my God, we have to play flute and viola. How are we going to make her music? <laughs> that was really scary until she had this look on her face like, no, you don't have to do that. You can do anything you want. <laughs> and as soon as we realized that, it was on. I mean, we just kind of went crazy, you know. And when Ben got out his mandolin, Nia just looked at me like, yeah, this is, this is going. This is what we want. <laughs> 
Ben, how about you? What was the transition to playing music in this sort of milieu? Easy or difficult? Or how did you manage it? You know, viola is a backup instrument. We don't, you know, it's not always uh, spotlight for us, for sure. So it's, it, you know, thinking about it like um, in this, in this, in this vein was, it's kind of a little bit where I live and like how to best support um, like a good, clear melody. I mean, it, it was just, uh, and so viola didn't always make sense. So I, I have, happen to have this wonderful mandolin that I uh, love and don't play enough of. And it seemed to fit on, uh, on a few of, of Nia's songs. So we kept using it and... Uh, one definite message I'm getting from this is that there's a lot more to the contemporary classical musician than first meets the eye and that I think the average audience member might realize, not only in terms of your training and background, but your your interests and, and, and the ways you express yourself. Nia, when you were getting ready for this noteworthy concert, did you have any role in playing in terms of choosing uh, the instruments or the uh, musicians who would be performing with you? I wasn't really picky. They asked like, you know, what types of instruments? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've been, uh, I, since I've worked with classical musicians, I did choir. And so, you know, we always performed alongside classical musicians, but that was in high school. So I'm like, you know, whatever you think sounds like it will fit with my music. And so I was randomly paired with <laughs> Jill and Ben, and um, it was great because Jill, the first day that we rehearsed, she brought like 50 different instruments. So it was nice that we could kind of like experiment as they were saying and just play around and see like what worked and what didn't. I had no idea what route I would take with it. I'm going to give you the last word, Nia, and ask you what stands out for you as the most memorable part of working with Jill and Ben specifically as classically trained musicians? What did that uh, combination bring to the songs you had written and, and had been performing? I think they definitely helped breathe some life back into the music. After performing the same songs over and over again, you know, sometimes you lose touch with them. Um, so I think working with Jill and Ben helped me reconnect to them in a way that I hope, you know, the audience will see when they watch the performance and um, just who they are as people too. I, I've grown really fond of you guys. And I think getting to work together was, um, it was awesome. So I'm just really grateful to have gotten to meet both of them. My guests have been R&B singer songwriter Nia Jay and flutist Jill O'Neill, as well as violist Ben Geller. On Wednesday, August 24th at 7.30 p.m., you can hear them perform when WDAV continues the second season of noteworthy virtual concerts presented in partnership with the Fair Play Music Equity Initiative. The series brings together gifted black and brown artists from the Charlotte music scene with classical musicians for some genre blending and community building music. And you can watch WDAV's uh, YouTube channel to catch the video or WDAV's Facebook page. You can also get more information about the artists and the series from noteworthyclassical.org. Thank you, everyone, for speaking with me. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for having us, Frank. Thanks. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.